Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're at EPR here on Elizabeth Avenue. It's a phenomenal Thursday in the QC, Danny. Look around right now. I, last night, I, it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, this time of year is the time of year that North Carolina is one of the best places in the world. It's, it's paradise. I tell my family all the time, come visit. Charlotte's a paradise. And these are, <laughs> these are the days I'm thinking of in my head when I uh, put that statement out there into the world. This is a, uh, a beautiful place, beautiful city, a beautiful world that we live in. And these are the days that make me appreciate it. Sun is shining. Cars are cruising. People are walking. People are gathering. I, I, you know, I see people just kind of standing around having fun, joking around on corners. What are you drinking? I went with an old rival. I went with Old Meg Copper because, uh, as I, I mentioned, people joking around, but we're not here to joke around. Damn it! It's all business. It's, it's business it's today. It's serious business. What are you? What are you? I, I need to get back to basics. That's why I went to the Copper. What are you drinking? With? I, I've your got a uh, Topo Chico here with a lime, and uh, some Don Julio tequila. The Don Julio was flowing on Saturday. That was that was a great experience. That's why we, I, I re-upped. I came back into the bar yeah. today and I said, I told Matt. Morena here, uh, the great bartender at Elizabeth Parlor Room. I, I said, hey, man, Saturday night, the, the Don Julio shots were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about them all week, and I need a, a, a cocktail now. Uh, I think it's like there's a, a potential name for this cocktail called Ranch Water, I think. Ran- okay, I like it. Yeah, tequila sort of evokes a ranch, as does Topo Chico, you know, and the lime. It's beautiful. Can't hurt. It, it tastes Sh- amazing. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> as, as, the, as the crow cause, shout out to Chris, who showed up on Easter weekend in a uh, rebellious jacket, uh, dishing out the tequila shots. She did awesome. And uh, it was great to meet her, the Don Julio rep. She repped well. She took a lot of great photos, passed out a lot of great shots. And uh, the Don Julio is still flowing here at EPR. We're going to party here again this weekend. Pre-game. The pregame, the, now it's a pregame party now. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, so. the party don't stop even yeah, if it's a home yeah, game. Yeah. We just got to get here a little bit earlier. Yeah, and um, we're we're gonna be here on on Saturday at at Elizabeth Parlor Room. I, I don't necessarily know what time we want to start the party. The game's at seven thirty Eastern time, um, so I think we we'll, we'll get over right. here in the afternoon at some point. Yeah, we play it by ear that afternoon. Uh, again, I wish that MLS would have kept going with that 4.30 afternoon Me too. Uh, Saturday game. El Trafico, LA versus LA, is on Sunday afternoon, but all the games again are Saturday night. So I would have loved to catch a little. I, 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 one thing I've missed in this era of uh, everything being on Apple is I haven't watched as many different games. But I've been able to catch up through the MLS 360 rap show and things like that. And I've been, you know, I'm hyper focused on Charlotte anyway, so Same. I guess that's okay. And we're really hyper focused on on three points. I mean, like, we got to get to it, right? We got to get down into it. At, at this point, the funniest thing when we did our Sunday show on the YouTube channel. Thanks to everyone who joined us for the live stream and who's like checked out that video in the time since. Uh, comment on the video. Uh, we are going to uh, do a random drawing at the end of this episode to give away uh, a pair of tickets. Hell yeah. Uh, so I guess the time is by the time you listen to this, it'll be too late. But uh, just wanted to say shout out to everyone who visited us with us there and just say that uh, the funniest thing was being called out by uh, a new TIFOs who rightly brought up the elephant in the room, they called it, which was 
anytime Brams predicts that we're that the, the opponent sucks and we're going to crush them, <laughs> we always embarrass ourselves in the horrible. So it, it happened again against Real Salt Lake out in Utah. So as, as, as much as Colorado is struggling, they're coming off a big road win last week, and I'm not going to say anything negative. My pledge to you listeners is I'm not going to say anything uh, super negative about Colorado here in this game week preview uh, because I believe that uh, – uh, there's some there's something to that jinx theory you mentioned the, the tifos you mentioned the listeners and <clears throat> for me this show is about the tifos today this show is about the listeners and i'm here today to uh bring you the cold hard truth about this club right now you've boiled the problems down to some a very simple thing that a lot of people are overlooking i think well at least in your mind yeah uh, one of those things is uh defense which we've right. talked about on this uh, show many many times uh, we're, we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about uh, Christian Latanzio's press conference today some questionable quotes and <laughs> I, I would just call it more excuse making I would say today's pressure was kind of uh, unfortunately as much as I love this club I love Latanzio and I love that he's out there talking to the people today's presser was one of those case in point textbook examples of that didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Did it? I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, he answered the questions honestly and truthfully, but the interpretation that was quickly uh, taken on the on the other end of it, the like you, we instantly both of us like checked in with each other after hearing some of these quotes. And we're like, is this is this guy for real? Like, what's what's going on? And we weren't the only ones. And at I, all. I want to get your projected yeah. eleven. We'll do that later in the show. And and we got do some hardware. To? We got some hardware to talk about, Danny. Yeah. Mike Jeffries, Independence oh. Manager. Coach of the month in the first month right. of the USL one right. season. Could well. <laughs> Mike Jeffries have a better record with this Charlotte FC team? I think it's a question I'm going to ask you later in the show. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll gear up for the answer to that one for sure. How about that? <laughs> uh, but where I want to start is this press conference. And I, I want to specifically call out, I think, um, the conversation on social media today. Uh, Christian Latanzio um, asked fans. He asked of us. Yeah, the gaffer's got a request, but he, okay, say what you're going to say, but I, there's one part that I noticed from the presser where he was actually kind of like deferential to the fans, but say what you're going to say first, sorry. He asked the fans to, quote, wait for all our players to be in place, end quote. I don't like that quote. I'll come straight out and say it. I don't like that quote. What players aren't in place right now? Carujo and Kalina, is, is that's it, you could say? Does that count? But those are two guys who have been injured for like six months, yeah. ten months. It's not like we went into this season expecting to have c- contributions from Christian Kalina That's and, true, exactly. and Guzman Carujo. It's not like we just found out those guys are missing. They've been missing since. I mean, how yeah. how, how long are we supposed since to wait? Christmas, really. Until, yeah, we're, yeah. until we're dead last yeah, in yeah, MLS? Yeah, yeah. Like, is that when the waiting is over? Right now, there's the a waiting huge, is the hardest there, part. As, there's as a there's a saying. massive communication issue, and I think there's a massive disconnect so, between the club and its supporters. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that quote at all. But I will say What's in his favor, quote? the other quote that Latanzio said, which was, "It's not the supporters' job to make to to feed energy into our players. We appreciate when that happens. We, we're glad when they can do it. But it's our job as players." to fire up the supporters and we have to create the energy that then reverberates around the building and feeds back to us but he I liked that quote in terms of like recognizing that that was the most like direct thing the, he the what's the we've always the biggest critique of Latanzio has not ever even been 
tactics or formations That's right. or personnel. It's always about he doesn't connect with the fans in a way that we have seen already an example of in this town and that we've seen in other teams and that we desire in this city in terms of what this, the the energies that this soccer city feeds on is we want to connect with the manager, you know? It's supposed to be a symbiotic relationship. Right. The energy of the and players. And he recognizes and, that and, and, via that quote, I think. And the energy of the fans, though. But it's it's not on the, the players' shoulders. It's not on the coaches' shoulders. It's not on the supporters' shoulders. It's on everybody's shoulders to bring energy. And I think – and I hope – that there's positive energy at the Fortress on mm-hmm. Saturday night against Colorado. I do, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid that a potential poor well. start could lead to a lot of negative energy. And I think Christian Latanzio is coaching for his job on Saturday night. <laughs> That's a bold statement. And, uh, you know, in terms of if we lost, then I would think it would be in play. I would think it That's would not point. be – It. It would not be insane to sack a manager after two really bad losses against the teams that you should be when you need points. Despite, so, you know, not to get too far away from your great take there, which I do want to address directly, but you said uh, as much as we weren't happy with some of the things that came out of CL's presser today, BB13, the grind set, the brawny bro put a, a presser out earlier this week. He addressed some media stuff and answered questions, and I was actually really inspired by it because I was really loving how much he talked about the need to be better and and we talk we credit Brant so much with like his ability to work hard and like work rate and things like that but what he addressed that really made me fired up in the whole presser this week was the need to just be better he was like it's not about working harder anymore it's about being better and like like we need we need to strive for excellence and like be better in our jobs uh he also said some things about like that were really interesting about uh, his how great of a partnership he felt with Derek Jones, which made me question why are these guys not playing in double pivot again? But again, you talk about Latanzio coaching for his job. Will he change the system? If we we don't know if is uh, that we always joke around. You know, Twitter's not real life. You know, social media is not real life. So who knows what the real life world is? But if we're listening to like the conversation, the noise out there that's uh, that's on social media, it's not good. People have been having the conversation all across various ats and, and channels and, and uh, slacks and discords and everywhere about their feelings of this club and that passion being there is great and that's why I think we will get a positive atmosphere on Saturday against Colorado. I think I think we have it in us to come, to bring it one more time for this club. Uh, but if we do it this week against Colorado and get let down, it could be Latanzio's job for sure. Uh, and I know I know that's going to shock some people to hear it, but I, as I th- my thought process kind of goes through my initial reaction to you putting it out there, I can't disagree. Well, there was one graphic that I saw tweeted out this week, a uh, Latanzio and Cronetta out graphic. <laughs> and I promise you, uh, if, if Zoran Cronetta comes under fire, he will happily fire Christian Latanzio. I agree with that, and, yeah. and have that manager, the former interim manager, who would right. uh, fall on that sword and hire somebody else to get through the rest of the season. Because there's a lot of things that, that go into the thought of, hey, Latanzio is coaching for his job. On, on Saturday night, it's not just short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. It's long-term thinking. You go, can go back on this podcast, <laughs> and yep. you, you can listen to a, a lot of conversation about, is Christian Latanzio ready for this kind of appointment? And so far, he's proven that he's not. The, the man management is suspect to begin with. Right. The lack of uh, change in regards to formation is suspect. He seems like a stubborn Italian manager 
who will never, ever change his game model until <laughs> he gets sacked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he believes in the system. And uh, How many times <laughs> have you heard him say the phrase game model? Have you heard Yeah, 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 many, game model. How many managers? It didn't fit with it. We, we had the game model working, and then the game model was not. It fell needed, out of the game model. We need to yeah. continue to yeah. work on our game model. He's yeah. not going to change. Change your fucking game model, dude. Right, the game model might, might be broken or... What what happens when you're in the model and then the model breaks? I used to build models as a kid. I used to build little, little balsa wood uh, plane models, you know, and you'd, you'd fly them around, you'd throw them around in the yard, and they, they break pretty easily. So when the model breaks, is that that's when the coaching starts? You know, that's what exactly. I'm trying to yes. say. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I am a huge. Yeah. And there, there was some discussion today about leadership at Christian yeah. Latanzio's press conference as sure. well. And, sure, his his philosophy on leadership and, was, and was the, expounded and, upon and the lack of leadership. Because of some of the players that are missing from the pitch. I actually have a, a very, very strong belief when it comes to man management mm-hmm. and what leadership looks like. I think, above anything else, the most important thing for a leader to do who manages a group of individuals is putting people in places to succeed. Yeah. That's the job. Yeah. You're. You're the the Sherpa. You're the caddy. Your job is to make sure that everybody is in a good spot to have success. Instead, what he's doing is he's trying to put a square into a round hole. Right. He's trying to put a triangle into a rectangle. Right. Because his game model is the only thing that he cares about. Right. He's like, I, damned if these players cannot fit into my model, I'm going to try. I'm going to work That's as- why he, he really, we talk about him being an experimenter, but it's not really experimenting outside the model. He's just experimenting with like different roles for guys inside of his model, whether they're accustomed or acclimated to them or not, which is why we saw Brawny Bro left back for two games with, with un, you know, not disastrous results, but with, disastrous against Atlanta, not, you know. Uh, no, it was a disaster. We can just call it the whole thing, uh, the, yeah, whole, yeah. Uh, the whole trial, and then all of a that, sudden. That's why Bronico's season has had a tough time really getting going at this year. I feel like, in some respects, when you when you look at match ratings and things like that, in terms well, of like, you know. But I still trust him. He's still my brawny bro. I was really inspired by his presser this week, so I guess that's why I'm kind of a, a little bit more on a positive tip. I, I do agree that some of the stuff. It, uh, let me look up a couple other uh, truth bombs from CL on. Uh, the old feed ski because it, it. I looked up. I saw at one point Latanzio Presser was even trending in the city of Charlotte. So it was, you know this afternoon. So I mean, uh, wait for all our players to be in place. It's just what does that mean to you? You know, like, yeah. Like our players should be in place. You would Le- lead, leader. He said, "Quote: Leadership is a very spoken right. subject, but sometimes mis- misunderstood." I, s- I ask everyone. Football is a situational game that requires situational leaders. I'm asking everyone to step up. Yeah. He also talked about more. He wanted more from Carroll as a defensive leader. That's kind of the big issue because it's the system. Yeah, let's fucking make right. our striker the defensive right, right, leader. What right. the hell are you talking <laughs> right. about? Because he he won't back down on those uh, fullbacks being inverted and playing up as, as midfielders. I mean, this so is this needs, is getting out of hand. Yeah, he I'm needs sorry. Carroll to drop all the way back, and, and he's like, "Here's a quote in there." He said something like, "I need." This is getting completely out I of need, hand. Yeah, yeah. He says, "I want Carroll to take on the role of organizing our defense from the front." I rate him highly. The goal that he scored, I'm not surprised with it. So I mean. 
do you want the goal or do you want them organizing the defense from yeah, the front? Yeah, let's worry about the you defense know? that our strikers <laughs> yeah. are playing. Yeah. yeah, let's worry about that instead of the back line who is in com- that is in complete shambles. Don't don't throw away everything that we've worked on this season just because of one bad match. Rather, one bad match? Rather continue building on things. We need to start again from Toronto, not start again from scratch. He wants to go back to the Toronto draw and and start going for you know. I mean, this guy is totally <laughs> reaching, Danny. It's getting bad. I'm serious, dude. I've I've been in this I'm business for a long time. His words, yeah. And I've know, seen a lot yeah. of coaches grasping it, for straws here, and this man is a, a straw man at this point. The positive quote we were, I referenced before: "We need to feed our supporters and not vice versa. It's our duty and responsibility to get the crowd going. Ideally, we have it both ways, but we are responsible for bringing energy to the stadium." Where's Mar? Is I is he still coaching in Spain? Yeah. Is he, is he getting promoted? Is he, is he getting that squad no, promoted? His, his team sucks. Getting out of the, getting out of the, MAR's the relegation no better. area. MAR's not coming here to save us. I thought there was an interesting. There was a couple things that I want to get. There's I wanna, coaches I, out I, there. I want to shout out. Um, uh, there, there were some things that you sent me that uh, I'll have to pull up quickly this week about where MAR's squad was. Crown Breakdown. At this point this year. Yeah. A new uh, YouTube channel that people should be subscribing to, to be honest. And, yeah. and Crown Breakdown as well, yeah. uh, who broke down the, defenses lap, the, the defensive lapses. Yep. On Saturday at RSL and and watching that crown breakdown video and you know it was one of the best pieces of content I've seen thus far this season. If you haven't seen it yet, I want you to go back and I want you to watch what kind of defense this team was playing against RSL. I mean, it is legitimately some of the most embarrassing moments yeah the breakdown individually yeah, yeah, and yeah. as a team that I can remember this 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 club having i mean i'm telling you danny things are spiraling and they're spiraling and fast as much as i love jaylen lindsay he found himself caught out of position in multiple spots against salt lake as they started to like really apply their pressure he also you know unfortunately cleared it right to pablo ruiz who slapped home that banger for the equalizer that got the whole sort of ripped the lid off the whole thing so yeah i mean i jalen maybe gets dropped again this week i, I don't know i mean i wouldn't be surprised to yeah. see nathan burn yeah Head right back it might be time for burn to come back in and and not that i believe in that or love that but just reading the way things have worked it it's kind of we can predict that might happen because of the way we've seen it work this so far this year right at the beginning of this two-game stretch, we said six points. We said this could be a five-game unbeaten streak. And instead, we're talking about can we even beat Colorado at right. home? Right. I know. It's sad. I won't say a, a negative thing about Colorado. I've learned my lesson. That's a that's a quality opponent coming off a road win that we need to be very wary of. Colorado, I know, has a, a strong history. I do. But... I think Colorado is the maybe one of the worst franchises in MLS. Maybe I don't. I can't yeah. say that. You can say that. I can't say that. I won't say that. Lad and Fire called me out, and it was the it was the right thing to say and do for sure. I like this uh, this bit that we've got right on the show today. Yeah. Well, hey, they, I I respect my opponent. Of course you do. Of course you do. All right. What else do we have to talk about today? This is going to be. Uh, a fun episode, a quick forty-minute episode. As you can tell, um, it's all—it's really only about one thing. I mean, yes. the, the, the 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 mission is clear. There's no—it's no, you know, it's desperation time, right? 
yes, okay, we can give you scouting report. We can say Diego Rubio's dangerous, and he missed the start of the season, but he's back yeah. after a great season last year. He was probably one of the best uh, forwards in MLS last year. He missed this uh, opening month, but he scored a goal last game for them to beat Sporting Kansas City. So we can say that. We can say watch out for Diego Rubio. We can say their goalkeeper is a guy uh, from Mexico who... William Yarbrough, who, like, they went and signed a different goalkeeper and, and to sort of replace him, but he fought off the challenge in preseason and has had a really good start to the year, and he's saving a lot of shots. So it's, their goalkeeper's no slouch, not you know. I'm giving a lot of respect to Colorado, man. They're dangerous. They got a, some young Brazilian talents. Uh, I'm, you know, we, we got to watch out. We got to come with a strong game plan, and it's all about defense. That's what that crown breakdown videos that we were referencing earlier right. talked about, so how do you which fix was it? the defensive breakdown. That's the question. How yeah. do you fix it? And that's what I'm going to ask you on the other side of this break is the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. We're here at EPR. You can follow the show at For the Crown Baby on Twitter. Find us on YouTube, Charlotte Soccer Show. Make sure you, you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll have exclusive Sunday Night Live episodes every week coming at you. We'll be there Sunday night as well. Might be a little late this Sunday night, Danny. Might be. And we're going to spin the wheel, baby. Yeah, we're going to spin the wheel. To give, we got a ticket giveaway coming, happening in the next segment. I got a list of 20 names in here. Thanks for all the 20 commenters uh, on our live stream and, uh, and video post last week. You're all in line for some free tickets courtesy of the Volax. They stepped it up. The Volax, uh, the ultimate TIFOs yeah, on the show. The who, ultimate team players. Who, you know, thinking back to Saturday night at the party, there was free shots. <laughs> that free was one of the funniest shots. stories, yeah. All, yeah. You know, all we night. talked about down Julio's. Yeah, yeah. What does it, should we, we, prom, we already threw the break, and now the, yeah. this great story came up. We'll tell it on the other side. We're back after this. Danny, we're back here on the patio. It's another patio podcast at EPR. We've changed we, our drinks up. We've switched. We, we went uh, sliding doors here. You're going one way, I'm going the other. We're, we're two ships passing in the night alcoholically as, uh, <laughs> you know, as you hear the, the, the bells ringing here in Elizabeth as the, the gold line goes flying by. Uh, you went from liquor to beer. I went from beer to liquor. It, it's a Corona for me after a nice tequila drink. How about yourself? Uh, you're keeping it south of the border. I went from the Old Mech to the Four Roses Whiskey. Anybody who knows me knows I love Four Roses. I love a one giant ice cube in the middle of oh, a glass yeah. uh, on some sipping whiskey. It looks good, man. It's golden. How's it taste? It's golden. Like, it's just holding it up oh, against yeah. the sun. Oh, it's, it's just, beautiful. Yeah. It's like this golden light camera. I want to see you drink it. Let me... Oh, it's delicious. I mean, it's so good. It just... It's it's when it touches your lips. It's so good, you know, to quote Will Ferrell. So. Uh, we've got a lot to do in this second episode. Uh, we left you with a tease about fixing the defense. We're going to get to that. Um, we also left with you a tease about tequila. Exactly. And we got to call out Mike and Jenny Volak and Marissa. Uh, because, so we mentioned to Chris, the Don Julio rep was here Saturday at the, at the party, the EPR party with the TIFOs, with the Blue Furia combining forces that those have been just epic events if you haven't seen the pictures online hopefully uh, you'll come check us out sometime soon but so chris is like pouring like tequila shots non-stop early like in the in the first 30 minutes of the game she's trying to make get everyone feeling good you know she's like i got a lot of tequila to give out let's give it out quickly and move through this crowd and get this crowd pumped up on some don julio so there had to have been like 
30 shots poured right in front of Mike, Jenny, and Marissa. Like, the whole night. No, like, it was like, like an assembly like line Like, legitimately in front of them yeah. as they're sitting at yeah. the bar. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. eight seats at the bar, and they're sitting in, in they three were sitting of those in the, seats. They were sitting in prime real estate <laughs> and those in those stools, watching watching the game but watching shots get poured in front of them. And so then in the second half, after Chris was gone, all, all her – her tequila generosity had been uh, expended upon us all, and we had a, everyone was feeling good. It was mission accomplished for her. Uh, everyone was singing Don Julio's praises that night, and uh, it came to the point where you, so you had teased in the episode before the party a week ago, a week ago tonight, you were like, "Hey, Don Julio shots on Charlotte goals or whatever, you know," and it, it, it melded into we just we drank all of it before Charlotte had a chance. Yeah, to we, score a goal. we have because and, and but, part of, part of the reason why is because the Don the uh, Diageo rep. Uh, who represents Don Julio and a bunch of other uh, liquors as well, said, hey, I can only be here until 10 o'clock. Yeah. So, and I've got 30 shots to give out. Yeah, so let's go. So let's let's get going now. So Mike and Jenny and Marissa missed all that. So in the second half, Chris is long gone. The shots have well been imbibed. (laughs) And they go, hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny Hayes, you know. What what the hell? I thought you were buying a shot. I thought it was shots, you know. Where where are these shots everyone was talking about? And it's like, guys, did you not see the shots that were being passed around all around you and flowing and being poured like an assembly line? Being made in front of you, (laughs) two feet in front of you, and then... The twenty people, <laughs> yeah, four feet up. to your yeah. left, yeah. doing them all. Right. Somehow they and the young the woman like hustling around the bar, like, going, "Hey, you want a shot? Hey, you want a shot? Hey, you want a shot?" Yeah. So I, b- I bought him around. So I got yeah. him around to Don well, Julio. I said, "Well, you're a good hey. man. You're a good man." No, it's, it's, you did promise Don Julio. So. I did, yeah, and yeah. and and Don Julio was um, was was I per- personally uh, did four shots that night. It was a four-shot night load. for me. It was, strong it was, load, it was, yeah. And I don't, I don't mind admitting that. It was fun. I had a great time. No, we had a great I time. enjoyed it. This was a late-night party. This right. was, our, this was right. our first was nine, 9.30 kickoff. kickoff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you what, yeah. it was an absolute blast. Yeah. And we, we, needed, we need to decide something, right? Okay. Are we hosting a party here at EPR for the D.C. United game? we. Or are we driving up to D.C. United for our first away day of the season? So I, it's, it's almost in the hands of the TIFOs at this point because I lean towards an away day. I lean towards the first away day of the year. I love going to D.C. I have friends there I can visit with. Uh, I've had ep- great meals there, uh, epic breakfasts, lunches, and dinners there. Love Audi Field. It's, it's feel like I want revenge. Or we just had such a good time there last year that I just feel like i got to probably go try to – to repeat that experience so i'm leaning towards going to dc myself in three weeks but i do love the epr parties and i would hate to have to wait another month to host one so if the tifos make me feel guilty about leaving town for dc and we we keep it here because i know everyone's going to want to go to atlanta away day also which is a few weeks after dc so we'll figure it out we've got time uh to let make, us know they make the decision because let it's... us know come review the episode and give us give me five stars if you want me to stay or five stars if you want me to go that's a good call out because I do appreciate yeah. everybody who listens to the show that drops us a rating, that drops us a review, because oh, it's manna it, from heaven. It really helps us get the word out for the show. If you enjoy the show, if you haven't given us a five star rating, drop that on Apple Podcast. Drop us a review both on Spotify, wherever you listen to the show, and tell yeah. people why. Because you know what we do. Uh, people ask us. They say, "Hey, oh, you're, you're doing a podcast. Which what's your podcast?" And we say, "Oh, it's Charlotte Soccer Show." And the first thing that they do is they go on Apple Podcasts or somewhere else, and they pull up the show, 
And if it's a one-star show that says these guys fucking <laughs> yeah, suck, yeah, 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 yeah. you're probably not going to subscribe. Right. But if you love the show and they see a five-star review and it says, hey, John and Danny have a great time. They do a good show. That's that's a chance for us to to engage with a new listener and continue to build this this mm-hmm. community because Charlotte's a soccer city. And that's important to us. Packing them in here at EPR. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to pack people in uh, here at at EPR. So shout out to the Volex. Uh, well, great story. I guess we should say that the soon to be Volex. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, you know the, the marriage is. I think the bachelorette right. party's happened. So at this point, <laughs> you know, it's. The, I think that might be the point of no return. I, I don't know, but. So how do end. so how do we fix the defense? Right, we we promised that as well, huh? I've been trying to stall. I think. Uh, this whole time uh, talking about nonsense. Do you want to give out the I, tickets before since we're talking about the Volex now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They can't make the match this weekend. Make the whole segment yeah. about uh, our, our good friends Mike and Jenny. Uh, yeah, so I got 20 names here on a spinner. John, you're my integrity. Do you want to film this? I don't know, for, for history's sake, tape it on your phone, or do, do, does people trust us? We offer these tickets. We're going to try to get in touch with uh, anyone. This is anyone who commented on the video or was participating in the live chat as well so there's like i said there's about 20 names we're uh, filming now we're i see filming it here now. okay gotcha and so, uh let's see how it goes i spun it we're gonna see where this goes i've done this before this wheel of names don't get fooled by the one you think it is it's gonna go to chris madera boom chris madera chris madera is the winner there we're he is gonna, we're gonna touch with you chris i will reply to you on youtube and let you know that we have some tickets to send to you and we can figure out how to make it happen. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you to Mike and Jenny for offering up some tickets. Thanks to everyone. We're loving the Sunday night live stream. So like it's been growing slightly, you know, the humble numbers obviously, but it's, it's nice to see more and more people getting involved and we'll, we'll continue doing those. Yeah. And I, and I think the point is on the, the Sunday night live stream, I think one of the things we really love to do on the show is to you know, answer questions and yeah. address comments from the listeners. And right. we've, we've done that really well on Spinning podcasts, but it just really it, does yeah. take it to a next level right. when you've got people in a live chat right. commenting on the show, right. asking questions you about put top, question topics, and we can put yeah, it on the yeah, screen. Yeah. We can address it in the moment. Those exactly. Sunday Night Live streams are, 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 are really, really fun. You might meet a new friend there. You know, you never know. So the defense. So are, we, are you ready? We've, are we've you ready? Fun of the, we've told the tequila story. We gave away the tickets. I guess we finally have to deal with the defense. I don't know. What do you think, man? You're the tactician in this teammate uh, <laughs> partnership here. I'm I a, don't know about that. I'm just the guy who knows that our center backs are out of position repeatedly and uh, constantly, and it's been a matter of teams finding ways to exploit that and take advantage of that. And we're basically trying to play defense with three guys, essentially, which is the two center backs and whoever's a six, mostly been Derek Jones, but also both Bronico against Utah. Uh, I don't know. I'll make a... Um, Where's a, my double pivot? I'll make Bring a, back my double pivot. I'll make a double pivot's a great idea. I'll make a, um, a war strategy analogy. I love it. The war, art of war. The art of war is all about tactics. Okay. And soccer is about tactics as well. Yeah. yeah. And when you are trying to protect a line mm-hmm. and your your line is broken by a potential invader, by uh, another army, you know what you by do in, in that situation? 
you send reinforcements, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You send reinforcements. You, you just don't leave them back there to get slaughtered. You got to make sure that if your back line is in trouble, and trust me, this back line is not just in trouble. This back line is horrific. Bill Tuoloma and Adilson Melanda, both both great guys, but this partnership is absolutely not working. And then on the wings, you've got Harrison and- Offel, <laughs> who's who's more interested in, in being an inverted fullback playing offense right. on the wrong right. side of the pitch. He's, Jay- been a, he's been an attack-minded fullback his entire career, going back to his Columbus Crew days. Exactly. When, he's one, and he, when he was younger, he was one of the best at that in the entire league, and he's still skilled. He's still worn the captain's armband. We appreciate his leadership, but... Then on the other side, you've got uh, somebody like Jalen Lindsay who is is having a difficult time as, as well. So um, if you if you look at the Crown Breakdown video, and again, I, I want to give him credit for this, there's so much space between those two center backs and the defensive midfielder. We need to figure out a way to, to make this a back five. We need to figure out a way to get Derek Jones involved in these matches and right. have him... With Bronico. As, as the defensive center midfielder that can basically drop into a back five, where he's playing center back mm-hmm. between Moanda and Tuiloma. Right. Anytime right. the right. ball is in our hands. Any, anytime we need to prevent a goal from happening. We still have, we have no clean sheets this year, right? Am I, am I, am I right about that? that, that I think? Is, that's yeah. 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, so, it's it's rough season, man. It's it's We need a clean sheet. At this point in the season, can we get a damn clean sheet, please? So your four, uh, your your double pivot idea is in that same vein, right? Yeah. The double pivot will provide cover for those two center backs. So, so thinking, to me, it reminds me of that old cartoon. It's that old cartoon of the two dogs. You know, the big dog and the tiny little dog. And the big dog is like, looks a lot stronger, but it's, a lot, it's quiet and stoic and doesn't do anything. That's Derek Jones, the little dog. Is yippy yappy and jumping all over the place, and like yeah, yeah. And you, you've seen it in an old, uh, in old Looney Tunes cartoon. You've probably seen it in your own homes if you own two dogs, where one's big and one's little. A lot of times, it's that the little dog is like the, the all the activity and like the the grind, and, and that's Bronico and Jones working together, man. You it know is. what I'm saying? Like they're like the big dog, little dog combo that just like and then so like when Brant Brant kind of like funnels guys into Derek, and then Derek's just like this wall that just like stops the attack. You know, it's like this is why. We have these guys should be working together, and like I said, Brant spoke in the in to the press t- this week about how much he really loves working in that partnership, and then he followed it up with all the requisite. You know, I, I do whatever the coach wants me to do. I'm I'm comfortable in any position. I, I will fulfill whatever I'm asked to do. But you could tell by the the way he answered the question, the gleam in his eye, that he would be very comfortable in that double pivot that was working at the end of last season. Well, because Derek Jones provides him cover, right? He, he can be a little bit right. more ambitious, and that's what right. he wants to do. Play, playing Brant as a defensive midfielder, again, it's another example of putting a player in a position that doesn't lead to success. And instead of playing your 4-3-3 model with inverted fullbacks and continuing to bang your head against the wall and not seeing any good results, mm-hmm. make a change. Put, put, put Derek and, and put Bronny in there together and, and, and give them cover. And... <laughs> and, and and try something for God's sake! Just try something. <laughs> right, exactly. Change it up. Like, uh, it's a results-based business, and the the thing that's got Latanzio in the hot seat, as you uh, believe he is, if he is, what some people may disagree, but uh, whether he is or he isn't, if he is, it's because 
he refuses to get change his ideas to to focus on results it's a results-based business and results are what matter and so like he's like uh, he only wants to win his way he wants to win his way at the expense of just winning and it's like the fans want wins we don't care how they get here so we want wins so this goes back to my earlier question right yeah um would Mike Jeffries of the Charlotte Independence? <laughs> well, and uh, hold up, hold up a second. Let me let me let me flush this out with you before you laugh. All out. right, okay. I am and, drinking whiskey. And, <laughs> the, the, what I want to ask you is: the question becomes, okay, you want Latanzio out? Who's going to replace him? In your day job, you deal with this all the time in college football. Of course, yeah. If you want to fire the coach. How do you want to replace the coach? Who is that person in line? So, if I want to sit here is today Jesse Marsh and, out there? and sit, why not go get Jesse March? Take a big swing. Take a massive swing. Yeah, let's go. Let's get a you know. Let's get someone who's gonna. <laughs> As you always say, this club is big at like making. He- Whenever the results get bad, the club does a pretty good job of like finding a way to make a headline yeah. somewhere yeah. else and like sort of change the narrative hiring a big name you know big name coach would certainly be one way to buy some time uh you know and get get the heat off a little bit and like reinvigorate it get everybody fired up about the party again and fire off a billion social media posts about you know the greatness of jesse march coming to coach our team so who knows that could who that, i could see it happening i could see it happening enzo capetti is christian latanzio's signing yes yeah, he, he went to him. argentina to get him he wanted him here and he's yet another example. If you look at Saturday night's match against RSL, Enzo Capetti was put in a position that literally was useless. He was useless. Right. Based on he his got positioning. Done. Yeah. Based on his support, legitimately right. useless. At this point, if you can't tell that Enzo has a heavy first touch and needs to like be running onto a ball instead of receiving a pass from distance, it's I mean, come on, let's let's get real. Like the passes need to be going to Swiderski, and then he lays off to like a cutting Enzo, who's like running onto these shots and like first timing them into the net. You know, like I was watching some Argentinian soccer last night actually, and uh, Paramount or, Plus. No, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, uh, there was Argentinian. I was I was watching the CC. I was watching Atlas versus. Uh, Philadelphia Philly. Union, yeah. and it was just. Well, by the way, Philly's off to a bad start. They only have seven points. Charlotte right. has five. Yeah, but they did advance. They got they're advancing in the CCL. They got past Dallas, and Julian, you know, it, Julian Carranza had a sexy, sexy goal where like, just the ball is sort of like played in a space, and he runs on and just first times it. He was called off. It was so beautiful. He was called offside, and then VAR went back. It was like, oh wait, he just had a perfectly timed run and just like ran onto this thing. That's what we need Enzo to be doing. He's our night king. He's our white walker, but like. He can't just like go out there and, and create it all on his own. He needs service. And so that's why you put Carol with a partnership up there. They're making runs off each other. They're like crossing each other in the box, running back and forth against each other and like getting defenders mixed up, getting the opposing team's center backs confused. I don't know. We started talking about defense and eventually got into offensive woes here. So, uh, Good. Yeah, because that, that, we're transitioning. There's only a few yeah. minutes left. We're on the back end of the, the show. To answer your question, I'm not going to pit Latanzio and Jeffries against each other. They're two great coaches. Well, I'm not pitting them against each other. I'm <laughs> asking just, a question. You said, could, you said, could Jeffries coach this team and have a better record? Didn't you say that? Yeah, but that how's that pitting them against each other? They're not because playing each other. It's just, it's just asking. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. U.S. Open Cup. I'll yeah, tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If the Independence yeah. and Charlotte FC – by the way, I think that Charlotte FC has a real chance of losing the U.S. Open Cup. No, no, match no. We'll beat Masters. the Tormenta. No, nah, we got the Tormenta. 
Toronto's already losing games this man this year. This this thing. I, I, maybe listen. If you're listening this far into it, you might hate me. But at, at this point, right, I'm John, you've you done heel turn. That's yeah. not that I've done heel turn, Danny. It's, it's that um, in this business, careful the, of the negative by, vibes. We don't want any. We don't want any negative vibes. Of course, we don't want any negative vibes. But um, I guess I brought them today. And <laughs> remember what we used to say. Just asking questions. Just, just keeping it real, man. I know, like, I'm just asking questions. Right. Exactly. Hey, we're trying to be like, here, here's the deal. Actually, I don't think people will be pissed at you. I don't think you're gonna pick, pick up too many enemies from this cast. You, there might be anyone who's who is mad at you after what you've said here today on this episode already hated you to begin with. So let's just let's just think of it that way. you the people that don't like your perspective anyway are probably more <laughs> upset. But I actually do think I, our whole goal in doing this show a lot of times. A lot of times you might hear us sort of like go back and forth on certain issues and sort of ride the wave of, of what we think the authentic feeling of the fan base yes, is. Right? Exactly. You know, And I think right now it's anger. And like everything that we, every bit of feedback that we have come in our direction from like fellow fans and like for the most part of people who've like paid a lot of attention to this club, people who do, who keep it positive. I'm talking about like your, uh, you know, all the people out there who like comment on this club incessantly on social media and a lot of times it's all in this positive context and framework it's taken a turn the 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 common the discourse has taken the heel turn not john hayes basically is what i'm trying to say here well i appreciate you saying that and <clears throat> i want to make sure that um uh, people know what's happening at epr on thursday evenings the second thursday um, of every month here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. They're getting it set up here uh, uh, as we speak as yeah, we wrap things up here. Yeah, getting it set up now and uh, it's a um, pop-up market on the second Thursday of every month. Uh, a lot of vendors here come to sell their products and it's a great night to support local businesses. And yeah. that's the key, right? Maker's Market. At Maker's Market CLT on Instagram, I believe, is what uh, where you can find it. They got, like you said, IT Collects, Twin Blooms, Flower Car. There's, there's food, there's bakery, there's crafts, there's flowers. And, and all these jewelry. All these products, Very right? Cool little uh, pop-up. Are there, yeah. um, made by uh, local businesses, female-owned local small businesses. So, it's like a, it's like a real-world Etsy shop here, with like really cool stuff that you can purchase, and instead of having to wait for it to be mailed to you, you can just take it home tonight. Yeah. So yeah. on. on so. I know a lot Second of TIFOs. Um, uh, you know, I, I know that most of our listeners are, are male. Um, the analytics tell us that, and that's that's okay. But I know a lot of women that listen to the show as well, and we do appreciate you being here. And um, but but for the hopefully, men, hopefully friendly to all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but for hopefully the, it feels like a friendly place for men and women. But to for come the for, the, for the men who do listen to the show, who have significant others in their lives, and and you want to you want to support women, and you want to support women-owned small businesses, uh, EPR on the second Thursday of every month is a is a great place to do it. And you can shoot the breeze with Matt, who's a great guy. And we've got news about trivia. drink special. Yeah, we got trivia uh, coming up here and uh, starting soon on Monday nights as well. So there's a lot going on. Um, so I see this place finally thriving. At, at Elizabeth Parlor Room. So, uh, you know, I'm John Hayes. He's Daniel Bramlett. Uh, it, it's been a fun show. There's a big match. And on the back end, right. um, listen, I'm not bringing these negative it's, vibes on Saturday. It's win or go home. I'm bringing the negative vibes on the show. Except just we're already real. home. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, we're going to be here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll tweet out what the schedule looks like. Right. I'm hoping to get here probably around 4 o'clock. Sounds about right, yeah. 
and then a trip up the gold line. Yeah, ride the gold line in the have town. One of, have, a, have one of hooligans to say hi to the people. It's going to be a great weekend. If the weather stays like this, it, it'll be the best game of the year, easily. I think the atmosphere might finally be perfect. You know how it's been like, it's been the Goldilocks and the Three Bears at uh, Bank of America this year. It's been a little too crowded and raucous, or it's been a little too dead. <laughs> hasn't had, you know, I think this weekend has the potential to be just right, so we'll see. Score prediction? Uh, I respect my opponent too much to, to even think about a score prediction, but uh, I, we, I know that we're going to put 11 guys out there. They're going to go their best to, to, to try to bring three points home for the crown. Do you think Andre Shinyashiki gets on the pitch and scores a goal versus former club? I pray. I pray for ev- I pray for the sake of Carol Walden, Caleb Adams, <laughs> all the all, uh, Alex Zilo, all the beat writers out there who need to turn a story uh, on Saturday night late. I pray that Andre Shinyashiki scores a game-winning goal so you can just uh, lay it up and send it and hit publish and uh, go enjoy your Sunday morning. Uh, I'm predicting a 2-1. to one. I, I do think this game is 2-1. to one. I do think that this game is 2-1. 2-1 to one. <laughs> two to one what, John? And it's a total crapshoot about who gets to. Wow, okay. I think Third this goal is, wins. I, I think this is a 1-1 game. Third goal wins. I think this is a 1-1 game in this, in this, late in the second half. And typically in the past, the supporters have been able to lift up Charlotte FC in the last 10 minutes and get a game-winning goal or a game-tying goal. And what I'm going to say is the energy from the crowd saves Christian Latanzio's job on Saturday night. Charlotte FC wins 2-1, and this experiment rolls on, and the game model continues. But um, until we see you on Saturday, uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. Follow me at John Hayes on air. Follow Danny at Danny Brams and follow the show. That's where the real action is, at For the Crown Baby. But as always, until next time. For the Crown Baby.